Jones. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome in. Welcome, welcome. Or hello, hello, sorry. Yeah, good afternoon. Doesn't buddy. sound like yeah. you guys are on a deck. No, oh, we, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what happened? Yeah, see, you got to talk to your producer there, man. I'd like, like, that's just wrong. I was really looking forward to it. We listen, we did talk to our producer, and our producer started making all kinds of complaints. And he was like, yeah, well, oh. Your producer was sitting on a deck when we discussed sitting on a deck. So, <laughs> so he wasn't here for last week's show, first of all. And this week, we figured he could put in a little bit of work and maybe set us up on the deck. And instead, he was like, Well, I got you guys these new couches. And I was really hoping oh. we could do it in the studio again. And I don't really feel like moving anything. So here we are. See, one Big of the things studio. that people don't know about uh, our studio at the, like the real place, we're not, not the home one, but the real place. Um, it used to be a bar called Whiskey Saigon a million years ago. The building oh. was. And um, so on the very top was the outdoor patio. And when Bell took it over, they saved that. And so it's pretty much a staff only outdoor patio. And it's just amazing up there. Is that on Queen Street? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Richmond. Richmond and Duncan. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. I used to go oh. to Whiskey Saigon. I'm too young to go to Whiskey Saigon. Well, to I have gone to Whiskey Saigon. I was Saigon. too young when I went no. there, but oh. <laughs> I still went there. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of a nice way to, to, to say this, but it's weird working in an office building where I have, uh, I have experienced protein spills on every floor of the building. So. I, I, I thought you were going to go with forcibly removed from. No, no, well, that was part two of that sentence. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, the frog march with me, you know, my arm up my back uh, being hopped out is, was the next step in that discussion. But I, I wouldn't know what that anyway. was like. No, no. Well, let's pretend it's a bar again next time it opens up and we'll all just get hammered before the show and, and experience it. But wait, wait a second. So Matt, you, you don't drink uh, before the shows? Um, not that I can say on air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't drink before, during, or after. Yeah, so uh, anyway, I was going to get like sounds of motorboats and, 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 you know, the lake sounds and stuff like that. So maybe we'll just fudge it for the next show. Nobody, it's radio. Nobody knows. It's, it's the magic of radio, right? We're creating pictures. Marcus, when you started doing this show with us here on News Talk 1010, have you, has your concept of what the listener, how aware our listeners are of what you do change, because it's certainly based on the questions that we get asked every week. I don't think that people have a clue of how much more they're paying than they should, what kind of deals they can or didn't get. I, I, I think it's one of those deals where I certainly believe anyway, that people walk in, sit down, the, the person on the other side of the desk talks to them. They sit nodding, worried that the person on the other side of the desk won't know that they don't know what they're doing. They push the paper over, they sign it, and it's done. Yeah, so I, I think in doing this job for as long as I've been doing it now, I do realize that a lot of people don't spend probably the time that they should to look into this, um, which is one of the reasons why we do this show and why we've got it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. and, it's going to be on TV now starting next week, I mm -hmm, think. Mm -hmm. Just to get the word out there as broadly as we can that there are companies like ours that can offer unbiased advice to the consumer. And there is nothing more important than your mortgage. It's the largest financial instrument that almost all of us will ever have in our entire lives. Mm -hmm. And 10 basis points, 0.1% or 25 basis points, 0.25%. They make such an incredible difference, especially when you're talking about 
numbers like a million dollar mortgage. Mm. Um, <laughs> so the more educated the consumer gets, the better off they are. And it doesn't mean, like we spoke about this a little bit last week, it doesn't mean going in and you know breaking your mortgage and arguing with your bank and causing all kinds of problems. All it can mean is just going into your bank and letting them know that you're informed and you know what you should be getting from them. And as soon as that happens, you shift the kind of dynamic of power between you and your lender. And most people, as you can notice when they call in, they can be approved for a mortgage. They're not really having a hard time getting approved. They're just getting hard, having a hard time getting the right answers from the bank. So if you mm -hmm. expect that every bank is going to behave perfectly and all of their employees are going to be infinitely knowledgeable, then you're doing yourself a disservice. So arm yourself with the information and you know, go in, go in when you go in and speak to your bank or go in when you call your bank, you run the tables on them. You go in and let them know what the directive is. And you'll notice that there's a real big difference in how you're going to get treated. Connect is here to offer unbiased advice. We know that most of the time, the borrowers we speak to are going to end up doing business with us, whether they do it right now or they do it when their mortgage matures or they refer a friend. Our goal is just to provide all of the advice, provide as much information as we possibly can and get people into better products. That's mm. it. That's what we're here. That's why we want as many people calling into this show. We want to offer as much free advice as we possibly can. We want to help as many people as we can each and every week. That's the goal. If you want to call in, we have lines open 416-872-1010, 416-872-1010. We can also bring in your text messages, 71010. Guys, that's all well and good, Marcus, and I, I agree to a point, but the point where I kind of completely veer off, though, is, and, you know, I've been doing the mortgage show for a while. I've been doing the financial shows now for almost 20 years. Wow. The one thing I have learned that frustrates the hell out of me is this idea that big banks have my best interest at heart. They're not, they're going to do well by me, no matter what. I don't have to second guess caller after caller after caller believe that, you know, the fact that they're going to a, a recognized large financial institution means that they're going to get the best deal. They're going to get the best treatment. And that's the beginning and end of the conversation until they call. Yeah. So <clears throat> what everyone needs to understand is that that interest rate, that contract was written by your bank and your bank is writing the contract and pricing that interest rate so that they can make the maximum amount of money possible from you. Any negotiation that occurs on that contract, you're playing on their turf. They have set the rules of the contract, power of the pen, right? They always say, if you're negotiating something with somebody, it's always great to have the power of the pen. You draft the yep. contract and provide it to them. That'll never happen in the case of a mortgage, with, especially with a bank. But the power that the bank has prevents you from breaking because they control how expensive the penalty is going to be. It limits, in certain instances, how you're able to refinance or reborrow or negotiate a different interest rate. So again, it comes back to know all of the options that are available and have somebody like a connect that is extremely knowledgeable about these contracts and knows how to guide you. I'll give you a quick example uh, mm. because I know you're going to tell me we have to go to a commercial soon, but a little while ago, CBC marketplace or W five or one of these investigative shows did a show on collateralized mortgages. 
it came to the attention of this investigative journalist that the banks had started registering something called a collateral mortgage on most of the mortgage transactions that they were doing. And what a collateralized mortgage is, it's not just a mortgage for the amount of money you're borrowing. If you have a $500,000 house and you have a $200,000 mortgage, you would think that the bank would register a mortgage for $200,000. But a collateralized mortgage charge allows them to register a mortgage for either 100% or 125% of the value of your home. So you're talking now at a minimum, you had a $500,000 house, they're registering at a minimum of $500,000 mortgage on your property. That would prevent any borrower from using the remaining equity in their house in any other fashion. Can't get a second mortgage, very difficult to refinance, but the consumer wasn't being informed. And when this whatever investigator, I mean, we'll find it. Matt will put up on the website. When they went in- It was CBC asking, Marketplace. There you go, Marketplace. When, and when unfortunately, they, it was, uh, I'm not going to wreck, you know, it's not fair to mention the bank, but- uh, It's your bank. You it's can the guess. green couch. Yeah, it it was a, of course they, it is. Listen, <laughs> they all do it. And what it does though, and it's so powerful, these collateralized mortgage charges. They've had to limit it now because they got in a lot of trouble and they weren't informing the consumer that they were doing it. But what this did was they could give you just your $200,000 mortgage they had security up to 500 and then they would give you unsecured credit at much higher interest rates, but they still had essentially the exact same security as if it was a registered mortgage charge. So people were paying 8 and 10% for money that has the same risk level as the first mortgage, which should have been priced at 1.5% or 2.5%. It's just one example of how uninformed on purpose the consumer is. They'd rather just tell you to sit in a comfortable couch or that you're richer than you think. But that's the problem is that the consumers buy into it. The consumers are, it's, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember when I said it, but one of the biggest problems is we're too damn Canadian for our own good. We mm -hmm. don't want to create an issue. We don't want to create an argument. And we assume that if someone in a position that we perceive to be a position of authority says something, we're going to keep our eyes lowered and say, yes, sir, absolutely. Give me the pen. We'll sign it. Yeah, listen, if you Tell have you what, a, can we take, it, yeah. if you have a $500,000 mortgage, 20 basis points on that $500,000 mortgage is a thousand bucks a year. If you've got three more years left, that's $3,000 after tax money that's getting ripped out of your pocket and going into somebody else's. So if, if you're sitting there and you don't know enough and you need to ask questions, ask them. Guys, uh, you want to get to some phone calls? No, let's do it. Don't, don't <laughs> listen to Marcus. Just kidding. Just kidding. Of course you must have hell. Your production meeting during the break apparently was not a success. <laughs> uh, give me a number between one and two. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Hello. Good afternoon. Welcome in, Corinne. How are you? Thanks for calling. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. What's your question for the gentlemen's? Um, my so my mortgage is up for renewal in um, November, and I'm kind of unsure what I'm going to do in the next year or two about selling or renting it out because I might move in with my partner. Um, so I just want to know like what the most flexible mortgage possible is. Like if I can ask the mortgage broker, like if there's a term that I don't have to pay penalties, if that exists. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. So that right now you're in a product that's maturing in November. Yes. Okay. So if the timeline that you're looking to make a change is greater than seven months from November. It's about, that's about the break even. It's probably oh. better off to take a variable rate mortgage. 
So the way that like okay. the most flexible product that exists is a home equity line of credit. Home equity line of credit is a line of credit. It's registered against your house. And when you want to break it, you pay it off. There's some legal fees, but that's about it. And there is no penalty associated with discharging it because it's a variable rate. It's just, it's typically prime or maybe it's prime plus a half depending on the lender. But it is significantly cheaper on a carrying cost basis to take a variable rate mortgage. A variable rate mortgage, although it does come with a penalty, is one is typically like right now they're as low as one, maybe even less, one and one point four percent below prime. So if you can get a variable rate mortgage, let's just make numbers easy. If you get make, make get a variable rate mortgage at one percent, and you're going to compare that to a home equity line of credit at prime plus a half, which would be two point nine five percent, you've got a a delta. You got a difference there of one point nine five percent. The pen, so you're going to be spending almost 2% more to service the same amount of debt from November until whenever uh, you, you and your partner move in or you sell or if you, if you are going to do something. So the clock will run and after about the six or seven month mark, you will have paid more in additional interest than the cost to break the variable rate mortgage. You follow me? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So you, like like any any decision that comes to your mortgage, the number one thing you want to dial in on is time. It's, it goes the same thing goes for when people want to borrow money. Know know your timing and it's 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 a really critical thing that you end up having in your corner. Knowing that information can help you make a much wiser decision. So in your case, uh I would say, you know, Maybe you have a frank conversation with the partner about whether you guys are moving in or not. Yeah. Mm. All right. I uh, appreciate your help. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Hey, nice talking to you. Thanks for that call, Corinne. Anastasia is in Toronto. Hi, Anastasia. Welcome in. What's your question? Hi. Um, me and my husband have been trying to arrange some funds for an upcoming renovation. And the rates we've been getting have been sounding really expensive to me. Okay. So right now, um, we are just off for a loan of a hundred thousand at a fourteen point nine nine percent rate with a nine percent fee. Hiya, that's expensive. That is really expensive. What's the house worth? Uh, my property value is about one mil right now. And you have a you have a first mortgage. What's the first mortgage? Yeah, balance is currently at six hundred and fifty thousand. Okay, so hundred grand puts you to seventy five percent LTV. You definitely shouldn't be priced that high. Definitely not. Uh, again, I'll remind. Like, it, you could go to connect.ca right now. You could enter in your property address, and that's about all we need in order to price a home equity loan for you. And I think that if you went on that website, went on connect.ca right now, and typed in your property address, I think you got to answer. Like, I think you got to give us your email address or something, and we'll send you the mortgage approval in seconds. But you would probably be priced at. Like a seven hundred and fifty dollar fee with a nine eight nine percent mm-hmm. rate, like we're talking mm-hmm. like the pricing is probably equal to just the fee you got told you had to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, listen, you can okay. go on the website. You can give us a call. I would like you're definitely 
you're going to want a few other options. That's part of the reason why we we offer this transparent pricing on our website is that no one else does it for some reason. And it 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 really does it's it's a tool more to almost just inform the consumer because there's so many lenders out there that are just assuming that you're the they're the only person you're going to call and that's just mm-hmm. it's the wrong way to nurture any consumer it's the wrong way to behave in any industry um so i think the more connect can do as a whole to increase the transparency in this business the better a service we're doing not just for the consumer but also for our peers our our competitors in this business yeah and keep in mind if you're going to someone to arrange this for you uh depending on who the broker is and depending on where you're going there might be some other fees associated with using that specific broker as well so you know um you know you're cutting the middleman out when when you come to connect so right so that that's another thing the reason why we're able to offer rates that are significantly cheaper than the the market uh, is because first of all we recognize you know good borrowers with good loan to value but second of all we are the mortgage fund and we are the mortgage originator there's no middlemen in between it right we service a group of investors and we service a group of borrowers and connect the idea is just to bring the borrower closer to the investor so that all of the risk weighted return is going to the investor so, um, and, and in the end, the borrower ends up getting cheaper pricing. Anastasia, go to connect.ca, C-A-N-N-E-C-T dot C-A. Justin, in all honesty, though, it kind of proves what we started the show talking about, which is that people don't realize they have options, or even if they do realize they have options. I mean, thank God we're taking calls here, because otherwise, uh, people would be paying exorbitantly too much, assuming that was as good as it gets. Yeah, 100%. And I was trying to think of this, like, while Marcus was speaking, I was trying to think of, you know, other reasons. And actually, sorry, just to cut back to before the show, Alan had said, you had asked Alan, why should people should call him? And he said, because you need someone in your corner. And that's exactly Mm. what Connect is, right? That's exactly what a broker does, right? Um, you know, whether it be Connect or whether it be someone else, you need someone in your corner. And, and you know, whether it be, you know, you're too busy, uh, you don't have the time to put into it, uh, you trust your bank too much. There's a ton of reasons that people could get themselves in this situation. And, um, you know, one thing that I was also thinking about is you don't go to court with no lawyer. You know what I mean? You don't trust everything mm-hmm. the prosecutor is going to mm-hmm. say. So you got to get someone in your corner. So that's good. One I like of the that. challenges in doing a show like this is always and has always been that the listeners honestly aren't sure of the questions that they need to ask, or they would probably have asked them before. And, you know, normally when we sit down and we go through shows and here's what we're going to do and all that stuff, that's usually at the forefront of of my angle on that. And that is, you know, we can't expect the, the audience to come up with questions that they don't know they need to know. For example, you know, as I said before, unfortunately, a huge majority assume I'm with a bank, the bank is good, the bank's not going to steer me wrong, and therefore I'm not going to listen to any other, ones, any other advice out there because the bank has been around for 300 years and they're going to be around for 300 more, and that's all I need to know. Yeah, and they're the kings of omitting. Like this whole uh, oh, yeah. collateral charge thing that that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that Marcus was talking about earlier. Every time, because because of the lending that we do here, um, you know the the home equity loans that we do. Every time I have to explain to a client that you know they got two hundred thousand dollar mortgage from whoever, 
Um, but the charge on their property is for 1.25 because their property is worth a million dollars at the time. It's it, it's always an uncomfortable conversation because they were they were they, they don't know they were misguided. Been told. Yeah, they exactly. Been told. Yeah. 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 You're listening to the Mortgage Show, brought to you by Connect here on News Talk 1010. And uh, as you can probably hear, Marcus and Justin and Matthew are sitting on the dock today <laughs> doing this show, and you know they're relaxed, and uh, you know, I'm here in a studio, kind of you know giving it all well. They're sitting there <laughs> so relaxing, good. so. Yeah. Phone lines are open. 416-872-1010. See how easy it is. Amir is in Toronto. No, really, he is. Um, how are you, Amir? What's your question? Hey, I'm good. Uh, thanks thanks for uh, taking my call today. I, uh, I'm i really hoping for some good news here. I had uh, some health issues for the last little while, and I've uh, racked up some credit card debt and other stuff, and I was really uh, racking my brain about you know how I, how I can get rid of those, given the rates of interest on credit card loans and and other lines, and they're so high compared to my mortgage. But uh, my mortgage renews in uh, 2024. It's with a big bank. It's a fixed rate, so they have this thing where I just have to pay a colossal penalty if I'm to break it and refinance. And so, uh, given what you guys have been talking about, I was wondering if this might be a situation where I can consider one of these home equity loans. But at my um, I think my house is worth somewhere around um, maybe 1.2, and uh, my mortgage is uh, currently sitting at around 450 grand. Oh, you got a lot of equity. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes, Thanks. you've got you've got a, to- a ton of equity. Um, it, it, again, so like we were just talking about, it really depends on timing, right? So if you, it, a lot of people carry credit card debt for way longer than they should. We just did like a quick comparison between the difference in carrying costs or in in interest expense between a variable rate mortgage and a home equity line of credit. And the difference is like, you know, 2%. When you think about the difference between your mortgage and unsecured debt, like credit cards are up to 20, 24% from time to time. So, you know, if you're carrying $100,000 and you're paying 20% too much in interest, that's 20,000 bucks. It's a big, big number. Yeah, exactly. So if you, and a lot of times when you go in to seek advice from your bank, even though they see that you're carrying a great deal of unsecured debt, if they are your creditor, it is extremely profitable for you to continue to hold that unsecured debt for them. It ain't any good for you, mm. but it, 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 it's, it's a great business for them. So the, the sooner, I mean, in your case, it's a simple analysis, right? We figure out what that penalty is to break the mortgage, and then we compare it to a home equity loan. In your case, you've got so much equity in that property that I can't see your home equity loan being more than 5 or 6% in interest. So we just wow. match the maturity of this home equity loan to the maturity of your mortgage, and we wait until... There is no penalty to break that mortgage. And depending on the amount of debt that you have, it's very likely that it's going to make the most sense for you to just borrow a home equity loan, pay everything off. The other thing that happens when you take on too much unsecured debt is your credit score drops and it drops significantly. And don't assume that the banks aren't fully aware of that. What happens when when a bank gives you more and more unsecured debt they understand that it is going to have a meaningful impact on your credit score. The more times that your credit 
gets checked, the more times that you borrow money and the more times that you overutilize your credit, the more likely your credit score is to continue to drop. And if I'm your bank and I have, I think you said like $450,000 mortgage on a $1.6 million property, mm. I don't what ever want do that mortgage. Two. Sorry? As it was 1.2. Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Mortgage. Yeah, so like, value. listen, I, I would I, I would never want that mortgage to leave. I, there's so much equity. Again, we talk about this. That's like GIC level risk. So if I can give you, as a bank, they, they want to give you the unsecured credit. They want you to go further and further into unsecured debt. They want your credit score to drop a little bit. And then you're, you're really only, you're not shopping them when it comes time for your maturity. You know, your credit score is not good enough to go anywhere else. You've racked up a bunch of unsecured, unsecured debt. You're staying with the same lender and they'll charge you a little more for it. So uh, there's... Taking a home equity loan to pay off this unsecured debt serves two purposes. Number one, it puts the ball firmly back in your court when it's time for you to renegotiate that mortgage at maturity. Mm. And number two, and most importantly, you're going to reduce your debt servicing costs. And if your income isn't where it needs to be right now, this can even be done with a balloon interest payment at maturity. You've got so much equity. If you wanted to say, okay, you know, I'm borrowing hundred grand at a 6% interest rate, you could pay it back with all the interest at maturity. To a company like us, it makes no difference whether you're paying the interest on a monthly basis or at maturity. Our goal is to find a solution that best suits you so that we can do another piece of business together in the future that leaves you better off. That's the whole genesis behind how we lend money. It's the litmus test for how we select our borrowers. Can we give somebody money that gets them into a better stronger financial position when we're finished. That's it. And you're a perfect candidate. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to speaking with you after the show is done. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah. For thanks for the call, Amir. Thank thanks you Amir. very much. There you go, Amir. Uh, check out the website. All the information is there. Connect, C-A-N-N-E-C-T dot C-A, connect dot C-A. Or after the show, give them a shout, 416-766-2666. Up to Peterborough we go. Good afternoon, Vicky. Welcome in. Hi. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Hi. Over here. Vicky, what's your question? Uh, I, uh, I have a um, both a residential and commercially zoned property. It's about four acres, just under four acres, in, just north of Peterborough. Um, I live on the property. I have a three-bedroom home. I work full-time. We rent uh, small cabins out seasonally. And then we also have a, um, a deli-type restaurant out front of the property, like on the highway, as well as a you know, takeaway restaurant. They're both run seasonally. We collect the rent money from that. We used to run it as a restaurant ourselves and it got too busy, but um, when we purchased the property 12 years ago, uh, the, the previous owners assumed the mortgage. So they're, they're holding our mortgage right now, and it's at about 7% because it's deemed a commercial property, but my taxes are split like both commercially and residentially. So I'm just wondering, my mortgage is coming up December 1st. And I'm wondering if I have any options as far as getting that mortgage rate lowered. Um, I also mind consolidating some debt as well. So because it's a private mortgage help to this woman, I don't know. I don't think she'd be interested in any of that. And I'm I'm also concerned that she's going to up the interest rate again. So 
it seems, I think, 65 residential, 35 commercial, about a billion-dollar property, and the mortgage on it is only about 165. Oh, wow. Okay. No problem. So there are a whole bunch of different weird little rules that every bank has when they're lending on this stuff. But the one that you should know is that you are allowed to borrow on the residential value of the property, one house and five acres. So as long as we can get a value for one house and five acres that exceeds... I would say once we don't want 165 to exceed about 75%. So if you if we could get a value at about 200,000 bucks, uh, maybe $210,000, which I'm a- a positive that we can, you can refinance into a residential mortgage. So that would be like we will shoot for that. Um if for whatever reason, I don't I don't know the property, so we'll have to speak afterwards yeah. uh, about the specifics, but if for whatever reason that doesn't hit the mark, I'm positive that the income that you're generating can service the $165,000 worth of debt and a commercial mortgage on a property like this is not bad at all. Like we're talking on the residential side, we could probably get you down to as low as one, one and a half percent on the commercial side for something like this. You're not going to be much higher than two and a half or three. So there's no way you should be in 7% and um, we will, we should start working on it now because it will, the costs for something like this we only want to bear them once because it will need an appraisal and it will need a lawyer to do the transaction. So each an appraisal is going to cost you $1,500. A lawyer is going to cost you a thousand. So those will seem, those will probably be the largest expenses because you owe such a small amount of money. Um, but yeah, you know, we check the credit, we see what we can consolidate. We send an appraiser out. We'll give you a valuation in advance. So you're not wasting any time or money on it, but, uh, you are a, perfect candidate. And I think that uh, come Christmas time, you'll be very happy to be spending very likely one fourth of what you're currently spending in interest. Mm-hmm. Vicki, after the show, uh, follow up the phone call 416-766-2666. The website is connect.ca. And as you can hear, the boys are rowing off for a little uh, three, four minute break on the lake. So while they relax, uh, why don't we uh, take a quick break and we will come back and by the way, it's worth pointing out, if you go to YouTube.com and uh, just type in C-A-N-N-E-C-T, that's a, probably the fastest way to get you there. Um, you can not only watch this show take place live, but there's also a great library being built slowly but surely of all the past shows. And, uh, you know, you get to watch the guys uh, get ready. And I'm kind of watching it now. Handsome fellows. And uh, Yeah, I, I was, was just going to say, you, you can't only hear my handsome voice, but you can see my handsome face on uh, the Here we on go. This, here we it, go. On YouTube. It, it, it's true. And Marcus is nodding in agreement on YouTube. So that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's actually, Matt is, Matt is doing really cool things. It's like he's live airing it on YouTube. He edits it. He's like, we're he live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube about all the work right now. We're live on the radio. And then uh, it gets redistributed on IGTV and all the podcast platforms. Boom. There you go. Congratulations. That's a lot of work. You know, I mean, we can joke about it, but it is. It's a lot of work to keep on top of all that stuff. You want to so. say that again? One yeah. You know what? Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what? And, That's what we need. Ian, can you talk about it? Because it's all Matt talks about all week long. <laughs> if, you, if you look outside your office right now, I'm st- walking up and down the the the, uh, the street with a sign saying, give Matt more money. So uh, I, thought, I thought we were at the cottage. We're going to have to take away from Justin's GoFundMe page and, uh, uh, you know. It's 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 complicated. Money is complicated. You'll have to answer to my fiance on that one. <laughs> oh, 
416-872-1010 is the number to call in. Can I ask you guys a question about uh, when it's when the mortgage renewal time has, comes up? And I do not understand anything of which I'm about to ask. So therefore, it's, it's Ian 101 as usual. But I, from what I understood, you need to renegotiate. Is it at a higher level when your mortgage comes up if you decide to move from where you are now to another uh, institution or lender? Okay, yeah, so the, the way any mortgage renewal will work, the first thing that you'll get if you're a client of a bank is you'll get a, a renewal offer from your bank. Very likely it will come, you know, probably three or four months in advance of the renewal date. And the rates on that renewal offer will be insulting, right? Like there'll be the posted bank rates. There might be something on there that's a little bit better. At that point, they begin their sales process. So... Mm-hmm the rates will lower each time they contact you between the first renewal offer you get and the date of maturity on your loan. If you are clever and you are looking for the best product, you start searching online, you look around. In order to go from your lender to another lender, the mortgage needs to be underwritten again. Now, if you aren't borrowing any additional money and you're just it's a transferring the balance of your mortgage from one lender to another lender. It's, it's a little easier and make no mistake. We speak about this all the time. There's a lot of money that's looking for a home right now, mm. which means that all of these lenders are flush with capital and they're all looking for good mortgages to deploy them, this capital into. So there are lenders that are, that will say, we'll pay for the legal fees associated with registering a new charge. We'll pay for a portion of their discharge expense of your existing mortgage. There are some lenders that even pay for portions of penalties. So you are coveted. Your mortgage is wanted other places. The one problem, the one difficult piece of this renewal transfer process is you got to get your paperwork. Now, Connect has done as much as we can right now using technology and various APIs with different data sources. So you know, we can pull in things like your property value and your mortgage details and your banking information and your, uh, you know, CRA information to make it really, really easy on you. Unfortunately, in some cases, you're still going to need to get some paperwork like a job letter or a pay stub to complete a file. So I don't want to be here saying like, you know, it's, it's very easy. I can tell you that mm. when you work with Connect, you end up having two people that work on your file with you. And both of those people are working full time to make your life as easy as possible. Mm. And whatever it is that you need done, we understand, you know, people are working and they're busy and they've got their own stuff going on. So, you know, we'll call your HR department, your accountant, you know, we'll deal with all the stuff you don't need to deal with. You shouldn't have to deal with in order to get you the best product that we can possibly get you. So it's a bit of a pain, you know, it's, it's still like, you know, you're getting a new mortgage. But mm. in the end, you'll always like if we're doing a deal with you, it's because you're going to save money. So understand that the end goal is always a significant after tax savings because your mortgage, in most cases, unless you're utilizing your mortgage as an investment loan and deducting the interest of your mortgage against whatever product you have it invested in, which is something we should talk about on another show. But in most cases, your mortgage is not tax deductible. So 
if you are, and we keep talking about this, if you save 1% on a $500,000 mortgage, it's $5,000 a year. Over five years, it's $25,000 in after-tax money. It is nothing to scoff at. That is something to take very seriously. And mm-hmm. I would say, on average, if you're dealing with us and you're dealing with between us and a bank, you're probably saving about 1%. On average, if you were to look through our customer list, I think you know it's probably about 1% difference. So don't underestimate just how powerful it is to have somebody negotiating your mortgage for you. Text question here, guys. Um, uh, I have a HELOC. The bank keeps offering to make the used part of it fixed. Friend says, don't do this. It will cost you a fortune in the long run. <laughs> Any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, the bank obviously wants you to turn the used part of your HELOC into a fixed product. Um, again, it does come down to timing. So hmm. understand that if you are holding money on a HELOC for an extended <clears throat> extended period of time, you're paying too much for that money. HELOCs are meant for you to hold the money for a shorter period of time. So I don't know whether locking it into a fixed rate is a great idea. What I can tell you is it's all dependent on how long you're going to be holding that debt for. So I want to jump in because I want to get this question. And off the top of the show, you guys teased the fact that not only are you on the YouTube, but you have a TV show coming up. And I want to find out about it. Yeah, so CHCH TV, uh, Saturday mornings, eight every Saturday morning at 8.30, we are going to be uh, talking the same uh, mortgage nonsense that we talk here. And we're super excited about it. And Marcus no even said he's going to give me a microphone for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. I, Justin might even have a microphone. <laughs> but I'm going to so have Saturday- a control over it. <laughs> CHCH Saturday mornings. Um, you guys will be on TV. As I said, uh, you're also on YouTube. You're on Facebook. You can find out all about it at your website. I'm up against the wall, guys. So I'm going to say thank you as always, and I'll talk to you in a week. Thanks so much. Back buddy. to the lake. Uh, yeah, that, that's not a lake. I got to go. This is, uh, <laughs> 